0: What is culture without life? In our cultural program we will discuss about the power of culture to change the comprehensions and the actions of our lives.
1: Music, cinema, painting, books, photography, poetry, and more and more. If you want to discover more about them, we invite you to join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mushtar FM 89.6.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mostra FM 89.6. Here from the new studio of Battle Gabor is Ricardo with Tristan and Andre. Oh, Tristan just forgot his name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's really nice. And you're listening to Cultural. What is the topic today? It's a really <laughs> hot topic.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, if you listen to previous program, I think you maybe listened to the program about Ennio Morricone.
2: If you didn't, you should, should,
1: should go with
0: the tanker and listen to it
1: totally. And uh, in this program, I think you can starting to guess or oh, big love for Western movie more than Morricone music. Also, all this. Uh, Western universe around it and today we decided to continue to speak about western and to dedicate a cultural program about western movie and try to share with you or best movies or some uh, cool memories about it because it's at my eyes one of the biggest and most important genre in cinema history which shape a lot the way of watching movies the way of making movie and the way of uh, yeah appreciate and remember some uh, movie sequences and uh, to start I will, Introduce quickly how Western appear in this uh, big cinema history. And we need to go way, way back in time. But not so way, but <laughs> compared to all this stuff. But uh, to make it quick, cinema appear in uh, 1895 in France, of course. What did you expect? And uh, I expected you safe. No, no, no. Paris is France. I think
2: you should expect some cut.
1: No, no, uh, no. Are you crazy? (laughs) Cinema came from France, of course, and uh, so it appeared in uh, 1895. And uh, at the beginning, cinema is seen as a way to capture the world around people and to after broadcast it, like more in a maybe documentary aspect. But quickly, some directors discovered also the power of cinema to invent and tell stories. For example, one of the most famous French director for that is uh, Georges Méliès, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the same in the uh, United States. They uh, think and uh, use cinema is uh, this both way, and very quickly in the uh, 1903. So just eight year after the beginning of cinema, audience can watch the first Western of history, the Great Train Robbery, directed by Edwin Staten Porter and Wallace McCutcheon, and it's quite funny because this movie mark in one time, the beginning of uh, Western in cinema, but in the other time, he also marked the end of American Frontier, that starting to end it uh, during the last decade of uh, 19th century. And it's why I think Western appear so quickly and only in uh, United States at the beginning, because it was in the time of the people and people was inspired by this kind of uh, American Frontier era and they want to put it on the screen and uh, Hopefully they make it because we have a lot of movie after that. But it's also funny to see that even with The Great Train Robbery we can saw like the beginning of some important code that shape Western movie. We have the gangster team that want to steal the train. We have the shooting fight, the race with uh, arrows and also this final frame which is very famous in this movie and that mark a lot the audience at that time when uh, we have a like big shot, when we saw the face of one of the gangsters that put a gun in the side of the audience and shot on the audience and uh, it's also for me a mark of western because western is a movie genre but it's also like so big and large movie genre that inside western some directors also use this movie as a experimental field to create new way of shooting new way of making some frame new way of uh, making some sound records some sound effects or some uh, writing character or things like that and since the beginning western appeared like that and step by step it just evolved and became so important and uh, bigger and bigger because to continue quickly in this story <laughs> from the beginning of 20th century until uh, 1940 western was one of the most popular and most directed movie genre a lot of directors making movie, but it was more like low-budget movie, you know, like uh, exploitation or B-movie with just the uh, idea to create movie like very fast and after to put a lot of this movie in movie theater and to have more and more audience, but not with this strong will to make something like... Uh, quality. With, yeah, exactly, with quality mm-hmm. or to work on the aesthetic part or to create like important code
2: and... Uh, so it was ju- it was just for production? Yeah, it's production of movies just for the sake of making Yeah, movies. it's
1: like the beginning of movie, it's more something like a show. We've not, again, decided to create some sub-genre, sub-genre, to put your artistic way of making it in it. It's more yeah in order to have the audience and to impress the audience. And this idea, there are two streams of making movies that are like uh, kind of created. The first one is the Western realistic with serious topic and close to a kind of realistic and historical truth, with for example some uh, character, some costume or the way of living. And uh, this way of making Western was led by William Hart, who lived during the last decade of American Frontier and wanted through cinema and movie to depict this period of his life, to not forget it and to give like a real picture and realistic picture of it, but the way the other stream of making Western and the one which became more popular in America and more close to the Hollywood way of making movie during this time is the spectacular Western for more the cinematographic show with all this, you know, shooting battle sequence, race, these uh, heroes against the bad guy and this idea that uh, cowboys are so good people that <laughs> promote the West Conquest or all these things. Mm-hmm.
2: The fight the evil.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this uh, way of making Western was led by Tom Mix. And uh, it's the one that yeah, became popular and popular before to arrive in the kind of golden age of Western in the 40s. And for that, I think there is one movie that can explain this golden age and a lot of changes. Is the movie Stagecoach, directed in a 1939 by the famous John Ford, and it's also the first collaboration with uh, John Wayne, the famous Western actor. And with this movie, John Ford created a Western, but not a B-movie Western. He really want to put some aesthetic aspect in it, some beautiful aspect, and to really create some code around this uh, movie genre. And I think this movie, marks the beginning of this uh, golden age of American Western and Hollywood Western, will... Uh, starting to become bigger and bigger with so much uh, epic and uh, beautiful movie.
0: I will take us a little bit back and speak about the great train robbery a little bit because we were watching it when I started studying cinema in the university and for the modern viewer actually some of the scenes may look naive because for example the shooting scene resembles the scene from the naked gun also where they (laughs) sit like in front of each other in one meter behind the boxes and can't hit each other. And thinking about this last scene where the guy points the gun and shoots at the audience, I think... Maybe it's like an homage to the first movie ever. When people got scared of the train, seeing the train going at them. Maybe the director wanted to play with the audience in this case also. Maybe get them scared with the guy with the gun. pointing. What would have scared actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you didn't know that it's actually yeah. not on maybe the screen. Maybe in 3D now. What
1: can
0: <laughs> yes, and also I will speak about one movie... Which you don't think about when you hear the word Western, because Western for you is cowboys, shooting scenes is like robbing. Desert. Trains, yeah, desert. But I will speak about The Gold Rush by Charlie Chaplin, the one and only. And it was on the screens in 1925. And Gold Rush actually shows us the other aspect of the Western movies, which is uh, not this all like fighting. But of course, in the gold rush, there is also like some comedic, but still fighting for the gold mine yeah. and for life. But it also shows us that the Western is actually a movie about the history of the American frontier, the Wild West and, and so on. And it's not only like put in the frames of shooting cowboys or cowboys against the Indians or cowboys robbing the train or cowboys <laughs> in
1: general. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's because, yeah, Western is a movie that depicts this time period, but uh, this time period is so big and so full of different people, different uh, struggle, and the more cinematographic one, of course, is the cowboy struggle and shooting struggle, but yes. yeah, Western movies, more than that, and uh, you can find so many subgenre of Western movies, so many topics in Western movies, and it's like... Uh, Yeah, like one of the biggest cinema genres since the cinema exists, I think. uh...
0: Yeah, and this genre, actually, it's really live because it's been transforming even nowadays. And the modern Westerns, in the modern circumstances, they look a little bit differently than... Mm. Well, not a little bit, actually, a lot differently. They pick up the other topics. So the. Genre of Western is actually living, transforming, changing, and we will see it further. It's also changing some other movies.
2: Yeah, that's also true. Because Western is like more an idea. Because some movies have some scenes, some shootings that are totally Western. And maybe you don't notice if you don't know Western. So it influenced a lot of stuff. But we're going to get through it soon.
1: Yes. It's also because since Western exists such a long time in movie history. It was also in uh, his personal story, accompanied by all the new technology of cinema, all the mm-hmm. new way of making cinema. So when uh, sounds appear, when color appear, western are still here, and so they are also connected with all this uh, technical new stuff. But I think one of the most famous is the uh, cinemascope frame rate. You know, is this frame rate with a very large or wide image, more than. Uh, the scar one that we have at the beginning and uh, during the 50s Western promote a lot this uh, frame rate and Mm -hmm. uh, I think today when we go to cinema we want to see this picture this image with a large frame rate and it came also a lot with Western and also uh, one of very good Western of this uh, Golden Age in um, America is uh, How the West was won directed in a 1962 by Arytaway John Ford and George Marshall and this uh, western like a big and epic historical chronicle of the west conquest and they also accompanied by a new way of shooting it's called cinema it's when people use the three synchronized 35 mm projector so when you shoot the movie you use one camera but with three different lenses and after doing projection you project three different images and like a curved screen. And so it's always this idea to make like big epic movie. And uh, I think since Western is linked with this way of making movie bigger, bigger, more impressive, it shaped a lot after some uh, different way of watching movie to making movie. But of course Western is like the best cinematographic genre to promote this way of making movie in a epic dimension. Well, I have to
2: say, guys, that I'm not a cinema expert, as you know, (laughs) I'm not like this technical guy, but I have feelings about Western, and I remember that clearly, I have this flashback, because my father used to watch Western a lot, he still does, but when I was a child he was like always on the TV watching Western, and for him Westerns were more important than football,
1: so imagine. For Italian people, yes.
2: So I had this image that I was walking in the, in the room, where my father was, and there was this guy on a horse. It was a sheriff with a cigarette watching the, from the screen. And I was like, wow, that was cool. And then okay. I sit with my father and watch Western. And from that day on, every day we were watching Western
1: together. Oh, perfect.
2: Yeah, so in Italy I have to say that we have a big tradition of Western, of course. Tristan will speak more about it, of his love.
1: I can try it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Sergio Leone. But I have to say that Sergio Leone maybe is not the most famous one in Italy. Because he's well known, but from our generation, from the youngsters, what is known is... Lo chiamavano Trinita, which is, they called him Trinity which is another genre of Western because mm-hmm. Western, as we will see, has a lot of genres. Yeah. As we were speaking about it with Tristan before recording and the result is no Western. And I was like totally bamboozled, like, it's no Western, mm-hmm. didn't know about his existence. But yeah, and this is the parody. Because, guys, now I want to make you a question. What are the three things that are a must in a Western movie? So, first Tristan, then Andre and then I will say who's the winner <laughs>
1: It's so <laughs> difficult. The three most important things in Western yeah. movie now I think you cannot make Western without any morni music or something similar to any Morriconi music. You need to have some very large scale shot with desertic uh, landscape. It can be in desert in winter or, but you need to have this place of landscape in the movie and after I don't know. So difficult. <laughs> you need to have a gun in the story, I think.
2: Okay, so <laughs> Tristan named these three things. So Andre, now it is your turn. So serious.
0: No, I think the first one I think should be the cold gun, of course. The the God created people and the cold made them equal. <laughs> <Okay>. oh.
1: uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also Tristan went on the technical side. I will say that you need to have like Desert place, which is the Wild West, will be, and of course, some cool guy riding a horse and knowing how to use the Colt gun.
2: <laughs> okay, so the one who went closer is <laughs> Drumroll, can I have some Drumroll? Andre!
1: <laughs> ha!
2: Yay! That's so strong! <laughs> <laughs> you need three things: a horse. Without a horse, there is no Western at all. Yes. Guns. Huh? And beans.
1: Ah! <laughs> is that <sick?
2: laughs> You forgot the most important thing. We don't thing. think about
1: eating yeah. <laughs> no, but... They
2: hid in every Western, there is someone eating beans.
1: <laughs>
2: so, in the parody, of course, you have people eating beans like no tomorrow. As you can see, in, they call him Trinity. Yeah. If there is this frame of Terence Hill eating an entire pot of beans. And to prepare for this scene actually he stayed without eating for one day.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. So when really he went in it
2: he ate all the pot of beans. It was like almost a kilo of beans. And half bread.
1: Oh. And then one <laughs> liter of wine. So it was quite a hard scene
2: thing for him. And then he didn't eat for more than one day. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yes in this entire <laughs> As the word says, is a parody. But actually the plot, the script, also the, the phrases are r- really really good. So that's why people love it, because it's a soft western. So everyone can watch it, from children to adults. And it's really really enjoyable. You always see like these bad guys, because the main characters are bad guys, because mm-hmm. they're thieves. For example Bud Spencer in that one is a sheriff. But it's not a sheriff because he took place of the real sheriff. Mm. He just put the, the badge on it. Yeah. Because he wanted to be covered because he was stealing horses. That, for some reason, become the good guys fighting some bad guys <laughs> that are being too cocky. So, basically, you will see like this great parody, so the beans, like a lot of beans. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a similar scene in For a Fistful of Dollars where Levan Cliff is eating beans. And there are some bad people approaching him. And they want to to kill him. And also in Trinita movie, there is the scene when Trita is eating beans. And the two guys want to mess with him. But then they found out it's Trita and so they just leave. Like, okay, I don't want to mess with you. (laughs) And then Trita sometimes doesn't ride a horse. He rides a donkey.
1: Perfect. Yeah.
2: (laughs) There is also some element of parody. And then all the punching, the Everything, like the shootings are really, really comical, I have to yeah, say. Yeah. totally. Also with the sounds, like for every every fist. It's like...
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <transferring> 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 so guys, this is the best genre that we remember in Italy. And also it's really, really a part of our culture, I have to say. Because nowadays you can see people like whistling on the street, the Trita main theme. Mm-hmm. And also... For example, me and my friend have this ritual uh, every like two months. You eat beans. We no, we watch the, <laughs> the three movies eating beans.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm on fire today, and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but actually, you are on fire after eating beans. I also, <laughs> but it's yeah. really cool, and also a lot of places like pubs and restaurants sometimes, but most likely pubs. They just put Trinity on the screen during dinner oh, and people so just cool. watching that like Trinity night. It's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So we have this culture of Bud Spencer and Terence Hill. And yesterday I was really, really surprised when Gergo told me that Bud Spencer and Terence Hill and the Trinity trilogy is really, really famous here in Hungary. Because Bud Spencer is really, really famous here. And I was That's so surprised, I was like, okay, so tomorrow I have to speak about Bud Spencer and Terence so to have some more audience.
1: <laughs> uh, across the border, finally.
2: Oh, yeah. What's so up? this is how Western influence our culture. So you can find people really eating beans or that start eating beans because of them. So, of course, we always fall on the food trap, as <laughs> we always do. But yeah, parody Western is really cool. And I would like people to watch it, because it's not just parody, because, okay, you laugh, but also the plot is nice, you can find something there. And also the shooting is nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: And also Tarantino likes it. Tarantino is a great fan of Bud Spencer and Terrence Hill, and all this kind of Mm -hmm. genre. So if you don't trust me, trust Quentin, that knows a tiny bit more. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
2: uh, I have to say but we actually have also
0: a parody on the western genre which is, I wouldn't say that iconic and influenced our Russian culture but yeah, we have a parody which is called A Man from the Boulevard of the Capucines." I think it's pronounced English like that, by the director Alva Surikova in 1987 and as from the name you may understand that it's also about the beginning of the cinema because that's where the first movie was shown in this boulevard and uh, this western parody actually has all these big (laughs) bigly increased elements of the genre because first the guy comes to show the movie to the people in the saloon and they sitting like drinking themselves to death almost they're always fighting so he shows the arriving of the train and they start to shoot the Uh, the screen they start to shoot everywhere then they start to fight then some people fall on the piano of course break the piano somebody falls on the bar breaks all the bar
1: A big mess of <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: And then they drink. Yeah, yeah, also then they also
0: have like this cabaret girls who are dancing in the saloon. Also cowboys try to approach these girls. So okay. this is like a, a big laugh over the
2: Western culture. But also one element that I forgot now that you make me think about it is the huge quantity of whiskey consumed yes. in the parody Yes, yes. Because they just don't take one shot. They take one shot, they gave the shot to the bartender, and they take the bottle. They just chuck the bottle, yeah. and that's it. And they are totally sober. I don't know how.
0: <laughs> and of course, there is always this scene, but should. Uh funnily when the guy asks for whiskey and the barman like swings it over the bar so so yeah this is there but actually a low budget frame (laughs) actually this movie has a serious thing in it because the first guy comes and starts to show this like documentaries which was the Lumiere's way of the cinema, but then he loses to the other guy. And the cowboys actually starting to love these movies. They start to be more educated, they start to drink less. They start to become like normal people, not these guys who always drink and fight and and that's it. But in the end he again comes to this saloon and he sees the other guy who is showing actually uh, fiction movies with like fighting, shooting, and the cowboys go back, degrade, <laughs> degrade back. And you can actually see the other line, which is Milias line, the not documentary movies, and he actually loses to the guy who shows these uh, fiction movies with a lot of fighting. And his main like antagonist, the barman, comes and, th- and says like, yeah, you tried, I'm sorry, but for the barman it was like more better to For people watch it because that's how he could sell the booze (laughs) he was against this guy who was educating people so this actually has a really serious message even though it's a parody of the western
1: yeah because i think through western you can find some different things and some different also message because as you speak about parodies this parody looks so cool and powerful because they are like inspired by the code that American Western created and the uh, shape which became so like very easy to um, so at the first look when you watch a movie you can say ah oh, this is come from Western or things like that. And in this idea for me during the 40s, 60s in United States there is four western really important and that I like a lot and in which of this western we can find some very important elements that at my eyes shape the Western world. And the first of this movie is Ainun, directed by Fred Zinnemann in uh, 1962. And it's a movie in which you saw the importance of train in Western and all this song of whistle and how this uh, train that across the West build also the Western UV and the Western cinema. And it's also funny because this movie put also some technical uh, kind of, invention in it because at one moment in the movie the bad guy say to the sheriff in one hour we will meet and we will uh, fight and from this precise moment one hour is spent into the movie until the beginning of the fight so it's like fictional story but in real time oh that's nice and it's really cool there is a lot of frame with the you know the clock that starting to go until the high noon the time of the um, duel and there is also some frame with the train and I think all these elements for me, in my mind, in my imagination, build this Western world. And second movie that I want to speak, and I really advise you to watch it, is a movie by Howard Hawks in '59. Uh, it's Rio Bravo. One of the best movies about friendship, I think. And also, we can discover this uh, musical or drinking life of cowboy in this uh, Western mm-hmm. world. And just for that, you need to watch Rio Bravo and also for John Wayne, because it's so... Perfect in this
2: movie. You were talking about the Zinnemann movie. Yeah. But you know that someone made a parody of this? It. Yeah? Italian yeah. one? No, it's Mel Brooks, of ah. course. We've <laughs> got Mel Brooks and it's called Blessing Saddles. Okay. And basically, the parody is because they have this black sheriff <laughs> that is not like wanted from the community. And he, at noon, he goes out and is like, okay, I will make the city appreciate me. And he goes to an old, an old lady and he was like, oh, it's really hot in there. And she was like, what do you want, nigga? <laughs> yes, so it's Blazing Saddles is really funny. Yeah. From Mel Brooks and it's the parody of that. Yeah, but it's funny. Totally in big... Italian is really good also the title because the Zineman one is Mezzogiorno di fuoco.
1: Yes. And Mel
2: Brooks call it Mezzogiorno e mezzo di Mezzo is half.
1: A little bit more. Actually, but it's the same for Aynon because it's the story of this lonely sheriff. All well, the city is against him but he need to make this fight. And it's also it depicts sometimes uh, these lonely people in a western movie or in the West Westworld that look like uh, so melancholic or lonely and like... Uh, heroes, but without the audience that they deserve. And thanks to cinema, they can have this uh, epic stuff around them. And uh, speaking about epicness, I think one of the most epic Western is The Magnificent Seven Mm -hmm. by John Sturge in the 1960 with this group of seven cowboys that save a Mexican uh, farmer village from the attack of a big band of gangsters. Yeah, for me this movie just shows like this kind of brotherhood fraternity between Cowboy and uh, how in this idea of American Western, our Cowboy are such good people that fight for justice, for equality, and it's like one of the most important mark and codes of Western in America during this time, I think. But it's also interesting to know that The Magnificent Seven Plot is a remake of a Japanese movie Seven Samurais, Samurais by Kurosawa. Which is also like such really good movie, and it uh, proves that yeah, cinema is uh, just influenced by itself from the beginning, and it's just full of a uh, kind of repetition, remake, and uh, everything can be fit in different genres. It's not like a closing one, and Western is a perfect proof of it. it you yeah. can take some elements from other genres, and other genres can take some elements from Western to create a new way of making watching movies.
0: Yeah this also shows this liveliness of the western genre which can absorb some stuff some stuff from the like different really different cultures which is the japanese culture and the japanese movie culture is completely different from the american but also the magnificence and is actually showing greatly how the American culture changed because they had a remake in the 2016 by Antoine Foucault and it made me actually laugh a little bit because in the first version I think they're all white people and only one guy is mexican but in the 2016 version they have like denzel washington there also then they have like chris pratt Ethan ho then some asian guy also fighting also there is a girl who is not in the magnificent seven but she's like telling villagers let's go fight and it reminded me actually about the propaganda soviet movies during the war because they had these frames where like sitting people like uh, and he's like look i'm I want to come back from the war look and I got a picture of my girlfriend. And the guys look at the picture of the girlfriend and you can see Russian, Ukrainian, Belarusian, Kazakh, Lithuanian. And this just goes like in a row and you can see that our nations are like friendly. And in the new Magnificent Seven, you actually see how the American culture Developed, but somehow went a little bit to this Soviet thing because you can see actually this like we are right. the Magnificent Sun and they show them like in the row and there's like black guy, Asian guy, white guy The melting pot <laughs> yeah, yeah, the melting pot they <laughs> actually do
2: show this Yeah, it's like Magnificent <laughs> Soviet <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be careful, maybe a remake will arrive <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, We have a cinema expert <laughs> so maybe
1: Yeah, we continue on right? yeah.
0: But that's actually interesting to see how the culture changed and how the remake actually shows you how the culture changed staying in the frames of the genre
1: yeah it's totally linked with also the time when the movie was directed and was released it's of course became like more contemporarily due to cinema but it's still linked with some stuff and it's like good i think uh, reflection of the mind of audience and people at that time oh
0: and also because the first magnificent seven wasn't in the new wave of american cinema it's like the new wave was only starting so it didn't get into it fully in the new magnificent seven you can see actually the bad guys being in the end the good guys and the good guys actually being for example the cowards one of the characters actually some dramatic stuff happened to him and he leaves them like at one of the most dramatic moments. Of course, he comes back then to, just to die. But still,
2: come on, no spoilers, Andre. So not everyone
0: watched it, you know. <laughs> but you actually can see that in the modern version, they are not all these like really good guys with no flaws, like no serious flaws. Here you can see the bandits, some guys who don't like really care about the lives of others, and so on. The cowards. So this is actually, I think, a good step, which has the remake actually has that it shows that they are actual people, not these
2: great cowboy heroes that will yeah. protect. Yeah, but I think that this thing of portraying like the people from the western movies as real people started with the spaghetti western. Oh yeah. Because first, like in the normal western, the American ones, you had the hero, the sheriff, that was good, that was like killing the the bad guys or stopping them and that's it. But for example in the Spaghetti Western you can see a real development on the personality and the behavior of the characters mm-hmm. because each one had their own story which is really really set in details. You can see through how old the movie and that is a thing I love because you see that no one was good in that era.
0: That, that's true.
1: Yeah.
2: Maybe the barman sometimes. <laughs> because no, it was it like depends. A, yeah. <laughs> But actually, everyone has something good, something bad. But still, they were always revolving around money. Yeah, That was the, the topic of the era.
0: I thought that you will say that they were always revolving around ugly. <laughs> something good, something <laughs> bad. bad. Something ugly. <laughs> <something laughs> uh, but I think
2: that this character development started with the spaghetti.
1: Yeah, totally. Yes, that's true. Because I think, like, classical Western from Hollywood... Before Spaghetti, before 60, is also in this idea to promote how American country was built and how it's possible from like an alone man, if it's uh, like guided by uh, justice, equality, it can become like hero and build the world by uh, himself alone. And it's just decided to say uh, American people are, are like that. We build our own world by our Ourselves. own end, yeah. and we are like the, the justice and the. It's also, it can be good, but in other ways, it's also promote uh, sometimes uh, in this Golden Age Western, there are also this, a lot this way of depict, for example, American native people as uh, like, the wild people without culture and to yes. create, like, not to respect their story, to yeah. put it back in uh, the forgotten. And I think yeah, with the arrival of uh, Italian and Spaghetti Western, it changed a little bit. All this stuff and prove that uh, this time is not as movie depicts. is not a time of hero a time of justice it's also a time graded by uh, money by gold and by a uh, sometimes revenge but not without yeah. hero in it just you know, people with a gun and people that know how to use this gun faster mm-hmm. than others. people who dig yeah sometimes <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> yeah the, the only so- justice
2: was your own justice
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, and also these movies where the sheriffs are always the heroes—it actually promotes the idea that the state is always right, and the state is always doing all the stuff the state does above everything. Yeah, Yeah. is a good stuff. But actually, the Spaghetti Western also picked up this topic that where we can see the sheriff having like his family as the opposite gang of the gang of Mexicans. So it's not always that the state and the people who are belong to state they are the good ones so yeah this this also came from the spaghetti western and then with the defeating of the codex of Hayes which actually mm. said don't depict the bad guys like in the romantic way and so on this thing got changed, and now we can see the normal westerns without this. Actually, it's really disturbing to see when the guys, some of the guys, are really like great and good, and others are bad,
2: and it's disturbing and boring to watch such movies. Yeah, yeah, yes, totally. because otherwise it is predictable how it's yeah. going to end. Yes, because you know that the good will win, and that's it. Yeah, that's true. So the plot is always banal. We have to say,
1: yeah, it's like a circle.
2: Yeah, or you like, know how it ends. Yeah, but In it's so
1: that we've. Hollywood and Western Golden Age. This cinematographic job became really important. But with the arrival of Western Spaghetti and with the arrival of, uh, I think, the best director of all the time, uh, Western became like a legend for me. And uh, I think you know if you listen a Morricone program, but I really enjoyed Sergio Leone. For me, it's amazing. His cinema work is so amazing and more than Western for me. Deconstruct and build again the cinema. He in invents and creating new way of shooting movie, new way of writing character, new way of thinking a movie, and also the most important for me, new way of broadcast movie to the audience. Because when you saw a learning movie, you are totally in it. You are totally absorbed by the movie, and it's yeah, you so powerful. It. Yeah, totally. You have
2: no distractions, actually.
1: Yeah, it was like for me, is masterpiece of cinema. His way of uh, Cutting the movie to show different shots, different uh, zoom of the movie is so good and so perfect. And as we say about Western Spaghetti, he built also a new kind of character in Western. The man with no name, played by Clint Eastwood, for example, yeah. is now, I think, one of the most famous and popular Western characters. When people say uh, you like Western, a lot of people would think about this character, which becomes. Yes, became for like me, a Western a is legend. Clint Eastwood. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true. Levencliffe volunteer. But yeah. I mean yes, you can also say John Wayne. Yeah. But, but for me Western is not John Wayne. I mean he was one of the first ones to be like great actor. Mm. But if I have to give a face to Western, I will give the Clint Eastwood face for sure. Like mm. without hesitating.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. I think it's also because the movie that we watch today in um movie theater in TV are more shaped and influenced by western spaghetti than the previous uh, American western. Because of course uh, it's quite it's good to make a movie like with uh, the good one and the bad one the side one. Diff- uh, like different but it's not so much realistic and you can you always know how it will be ended. And this way of making western by Leone is more I don't know maybe more realistic but more involving for
2: but, and you know what i want from what i really like from leone is that it's totally different from the american ones because the american ones was always the same plot so you have the robbery on the train or the bad guys that wanted to rob a bank in Sergio Leone you also have this stuff so for example you have el indio that wants to to rob a bank but the main plot is the feelings of the protagonists of the characters in it yeah. So, okay, you have the background, which is like the robbery and all this kind of stuff, but then do you have all these constructions of feelings of the characters that is really, really amazing. Yeah. You totally dig into it because it's not just the story of someone that robs, it's also the story of all the people and their reasons to do what they do.
1: Yeah, totally. In the movie you have unique character at the opposite of the other Western, in which you can have like typical character, in this kind of character you can put a lot of different yeah. people in it, but not in lonely movie.
2: And for example, I think that one of my favorite scenes in the history of cinema, of my own cinema of course, <laughs> is the last one of For a Fistful of Dollars, the one with the carry on. That is just amazing. And I didn't expect to have such feelings from a Western really didn't, because there is this final scene, of course as always, three people, yeah. but Clint Eastwood is a bit back, there is this on music that plays and the tension grows and it stops when people talk and then the carrion goes higher and higher with the volume and then they shoot. But it's just so amazing, all the, the gazes of the people are so intense that without speaking it's just amazing. Oh yeah! Uh, you cannot find like these sequences in the previous westerns. Mm-hmm. Like no, all I'm... the tension, like, you can see the feelings of the protagonist. It's just amazing. Another level of making western to make it like personal, so people can actually feel it, feel all the story.
1: Yeah, no. It's the magic of Leone. For me, the best example is Once Upon a Time in the West. The best western of all the time I think. It's more also for all the background around character because for me in this movie, Leonie succeed to shot and depict a time that changing from one side to another different side and how it's impossible for some people to live between this uh, changing time and they need to make their choice and it's so much deep and interesting compared to previous Western for me because it's more than just a movie you have something like so bigger and so impressive that came more than the movie and that really touch the audience or it's my point of view about it but uh, (laughs) (laughs) I really feel it like that and it's why for me Leone movie and uh, Spaghetti Western is so so cool and so really beautiful movie to see and is for me the, the most important part of Western DNA today. Mm-hmm.
0: But I will take you away from the Sergio Leone Italy, no. and I will take you back to the American culture. And uh, <laughs> as I already said, there was this codex of haze, which uh, forbid the directors to show the bandits in romantical way, so people would like sympathize them. But then this codex was cancelled, and the new wave of American cinema started. Not the new wave, sorry, the counterculture. The counterculture actually started and one of the most famous movies of the counterculture period is butch cassidy and the sundance kid directed by george roy hill in 1969 and these two characters they are actually were the bandits but you are sympathizing them in the movie and uh, this movie actually just like the sergio leone movies it's marked in the u.s these uh, characters that are not that great like from the usual morale let's say it like that but you still sympathize them and you want them to win because you feel that the truth is actually at that point is on their place and the all these sheriffs all these police they are actually working not to protect the innocence not to serve and protect as it is the motto of the american police and special like forces but um, just to earn money just to get money and these bandits actually like the robin hoods maybe of the wild west they take (laughs) the money from this like banks and the state and actually it's also starting in the western genre i think it starts to promote the idea of this like broken capitalistic system where the banks have all the money and the people in the villages and the cities have no money at all which is actually becoming a really big topic in the western movies too and you can see it even in some modern western movies where the people are actually fighting not only against like the bandits against the sheriffs but actually people usual people who have to fight because that's it, they are cornered by this financial system and they have to fight. And this is actually a screenplay of some modern westerns, about one of which I
2: will speak a little bit later. So, I will take you back, guys, to the parodies <laughs> because it's my job. And there is this movie, I think that you probably know about it because it's pretty famous actually. That they say it's parody western, but to me, it was not. It's My Name Is No One. Do you know guys? Yeah. No. Sorry. My Name Is No One is this parody but with a great cast and great people in it because it was made by Tonino Valeri with the help of Sergio Leone,
1: Yeah, of course. Valeri was the first assistant director of Leone from the previous Leone movie so it's not like a beginner in the game. (laughs) (laughs) He knows. And
2: also the music are from a really cool guy yeah, that is actually quite skilled. His name kidding? is Ennio Morricone.
0: Yeah, I heard about him in
2: our program, actually.
0: That oh. Oh, you guys yeah, can yeah. go and listen.
2: <laughs> of course, yeah, there are three really good and great speakers. Oh I think God. they're <laughs> speaking about Morricone music. <laughs> <laughs> can be that one?
0: Yeah, I think so. I like their
2: voices really much. Yeah, you should check it out on Anchor. <laughs> yes. But going back, this, this parody has also a really good plot that doesn't fit of the parody because there is this guy, no one that is really really fond of another cowboy which has the surname in French so Tristan... Jacques Beauregard Thank you very much Played <laughs> by Henri Fondard. Yes and this guy is now disabled because this era is finished there are no more cowboys because we are like at the beginning of the 90s more or less and so this guy is really sad, but it's, no one really admires him for what he have done. And he wants to have this, like, we can say this stamina back. He wants him back, like, to the good old days. So he finds him and he says, okay, you cannot just end your career like this. <laughs> you need to go out with a bang. And so he, he manages to find, like, this group of people that in Italian are called Mucchio Selvaggio.
1: The Wild Heart, I think. Yeah, the Indian Wild Or old, something yeah. like that.
2: Made of 150 men, and he said, Okay, you have to challenge them and beat them. So in the end, the guy managed to beat them, and so no one, in Italian is Nessuno, says, Okay, but now you have to die. For fiction, of course. So they like make this duel, this final duel, and the French <laughs> the French last name dies, and they make like this fake graveyard where it's written, no one was faster than him. So there is this world game, because no one was the guy and no one, so who was faster than him? And the guy could live happily because no one was looking for him anymore. So this is a really good plot, yeah. not the plot of a parody.
1: definitely. This movie is really nice. It's parodic on some sequence and some form, but the story is really cool and different than the previous Western story, and uh, I think it helped to lead, step by step, and years after years, to um, a sub-genre of Western, that in French we call the Western Crepuscular. I don't know if there is English name, if I translate really? literally, it's like Twilight Western. Yeah. It's not so... Cool name, but. Yeah, it's, even uh,
0: after the movies and the oh, books. Oh, yeah, Twilight yeah. Vamp- Vampire Fires! <laughs> <form>. Yeah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but. Sherry Fedor, Sherry- <laughs> cool one. In English, it, it's not good, but in French, the name is very. <laughs> yeah, what's cool, cool. name is Crepuscolare. See, so, yeah. and in this idea, the name is really cool because it's some western, almost directed by American director, with a lot of shots, for example, with landscape, with a uh, sundown or things like that, so in a uh, twilight time. And it's also twilight due to the plot and the character because most of the time he depicts the end of this uh, American frontier and the end of this uh, adventurous time for cowboy for lonely ranger and these difficulties for them to find their new place in this new era full of uh, industrial capitalistic world in which the law of the gun didn't work anymore and it's also for me this uh, Twilight Western, definitely not a good name, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's also a way for, at my eyes, to make like a kind of chronicle of all the Western in cinema because it appeared during the 80 90 decades and it's some years that marked the end of this big Western era in a cinema history because after it, Western movies continued to be created but. There is not like all these directors that create in the same time Western movie and uh, we can have during the 50, 60 in the United States, for example. It's more Uh like a drop of Western movie through some different directors, different countries. And at my eyes, one of the most beautiful movies of this year is uh, Dances with Wolfies by Kevin Costner in uh, 1990. It's a beautiful movie on the visual aspect, but also on the story side with a deep character, a really serious and hard topic, but also I think like necessity topic. And in this movie I also see a kind of of redemption about the way of making Western before and all the forgetting and the very little place according to Native American people and the fact that unfortunately all these previous American Western kind of little bit delayed the real history and the real thing that Native American people lived due to American frontier and West conquest. And for me dances with Wolfies is like ended the Western circle to go back in something more realistic, more hard, more cold, more deep, but still with this kind of beauty of images, beauty of landscape and also poetry and in which there is violence that is always very close to friendship and kind of brotherhood, but it's really difficult to mix them. And uh, just for that, I really advise you to watch Dances with Wolfies. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, for me, one of the best movies to conclude all this uh, kind of 100 year of legendary Western movie in cinema history. Dances with Wolfies mark a kind of end of big and massive era production of Western and a new way of making and thinking about it in maybe more deep and uh, historical way, which is, I think, also really important in a cinema and Western movie.
0: Yeah, and uh, speaking about the parodies, I want to take us a little bit back to the parodies. Oh, you too. Yeah, maybe it's not a parody like the genre, but still in the Back to the Future 3, all this cowboy stuff is actually also hyperbolized, and... uh, the marty mcfly takes the name clint eastwood
1: <laughs> obviously <laughs> yes and
0: he comes <laughs> and he comes to the wild west in this funny cowboy costume and you can see all of this stuff, all this bar stuff, all these like duels and stuff and this kind of parody, even if they didn't want to make it a parody, but it's looks yeah,
2: like Yeah, but when Doc erotic. takes the shot of whiskey and just almost passes out. <laughs> yeah, passes out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Because Western code is like a big part of pop culture now. And yeah. <laughs> if you use it like that, of course it's parody, but it's so cool to see even even like that i think
2: yes it was really nice scene actually
0: yes but i actually would like to speak more about the branch of western that we had and maybe have now but i don't think they make this kind of movies nowadays we had in soviet union at least it was called eastern and the most famous Eastern is At Home Among Strangers and A Stranger Among His Own. Directed by Nikita Mikhalkov in 1974. And this movie shows the story of the civil war when they stole a train of gold from the new state which wasn't the Soviet Union but wasn't also the Russian Empire. So it was like the like state was just building and they needed this gold but the bandits steal it And the guy goes like undercover. And they have actually these like shooting scenes, they have the train, they have horse riding, have these uh, like uh, weapons of the civil war. But it's called Eastern because it gets you into the realities of not the capitalist building west it gives you the realities of socialist building east the soviet union and it's actually really interesting because we had some other movies which is called eastern but this one is the most famous and there you can see the story of this like soviet union building before the soviet union was the soviet union <laughs> but with american elements that I used to build the other picture of the world other from american one eastern western yeah
2: but they call it eastern yeah i didn't know about this genre actually i have to admit that i didn't know that Russian made westerns
0: (laughs) yeah we did
2: nowadays
0: unfortunately they left this genre because it would be interesting to see how the directors of the modern era rethink the civil war and the revolution, but nowadays mostly it's the war movies about the Second World War, and that's
2: unfortunately yeah. the case nowadays in Russian movies, historical movies. But I think that it's time to go to our times now. Yeah. Because Western will never die, I think.
1: No, totally. <laughs> and we have one director
2: who is really, really fond of Western that made a career out of Western, no. and he is Quentin Tarantino.
1: All the filmography of Tarantino is full a western. Of western element. Yeah. Yes. As
2: um, um, we were speaking before, even Reservoir Dogs can be seen as a western.
1: Mhm. Yeah, because even if there is no like, uh, I don't know, yeah, sheriff, bad people, or things like that, you see a drop of western everywhere. I mean, I think everybody always watch a movie with dual sequences with. Three people, for example, yeah. some big shots very close to the face of people. You already listen some Morricone music, or I don't know. And yeah, a lot of directors of today, uh, we speak about Tarantino, but also, for example, Coen Brothers, yes. oh,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. with
1: Gorvet Binsky, Jacodia, Alejandro Gonzalez Inari too. They try to make Western and they also put Western elements in their other movie. So it's quite paradoxical, but at my eyes, today, Western in cinema world is uh, nowhere and everywhere in the same time. You don't have mm. Western like before, but you have Western element in all the yeah, cinema true, yeah. stuff. And it's really cool. And it's why I think a lot of people like Western so much. Sometimes we would have the consciousness of it, but I think it's a movie genre that shape and influence a lot the cinema because since the beginning, Western was, is, and I think will be a part and beautiful part of cinema DNA.
2: That definitely, but also not just cinema, because it's also influencing other arts. For yeah. example, even the paintings, but also the video games, yeah, for example, with oh, Red Dead Red Redemption. Yeah. Super Western. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, but uh, speaking about the modern directors, I would like to speak about three of them and that will be the end of my list. The first one is Jim Jarmusch with The Dead Man*, which was directed in 1995. And he actually deconstructs this genre of western and also adds their other stuff like, for example, I think in this movie he has a scene which sends us back to the movie called Beijing Look* by Sergei Eisenstein. So he takes from different stuff and that's actually how Jim Jarmusch works. He constructs, like takes one genre and then like a Lego, he constructs yeah. and constructs and constructs. And this is like a really, really deep Western that shows us actually just the way of human's life from the beginning. and. From the birth and until the end, so this you can watch it, and this is actually also a western, which shows that western is not in the frames of cowboys. Then yeah. the second movie Tristan already named this French director, the Sister Brothers, which came yeah. out in 2018. The one with Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, John
2: C. Riley, and Jake Gyllenhaal. And actually, this movie is labeled as Crepuscular One. Oh yeah, really.
1: Not in France I think. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's the point of view, starting here. Yeah, <laughs> but but uh, I it, it's,
2: it's leveled as a composite. It's totally
1: thing. in the in the same ideas. Yes, and it has
0: some comedic moments in it, but also it has like really, really dark ones mm-hmm. and uh, it has a really dark ending sequences in this movie they also have. So it's a really cruel West, even for like Westerns, it's a really cruel movie and there are like really some cruel and for some people, there's some scenes maybe really disturbing, but it actually shows greatly, like catches this gold rush, like a sickness that can get mm. you injured and totally. it yeah. shows it literally on the yeah. screen. <laughs> And the final movie that I wanted to speak, it's maybe not so famous as two previous movies, but I actually liked it. This movie is called Hell or High Water and it was directed by David Mackenzie in 2016. And this movie I was actually speaking before, the movie when the people start the war against the financial system of the whole state. For example, we have also the series called Breaking Bad, which has the same motif of the person. Yes, the two guys, they have a loan from the bank. They are two brothers and they start to rob the banks because otherwise they can't live, and the bank will just take their land from them. And even though you see that they like robbing the banks, they taking away the money that actually the money of the people and the police is not bad there. The police is just trying to catch them but you still see that this system is needs changing and uh, these two guys they only take money they never hurt anybody they only take money and even though they are burglars and you should like say oh the robbers are bad and so on you actually sympathize them and you want them to win and to like finally get the amount of money they need to pay the loan and that's it and they actually have the goal not to like rob the banks all their life they only have the goal just to pay the loan and that's it and this actually where nowadays western came to showing that like the system needs to be changed so yes this is the new nowadays way of making the western movies
1: and it's a good way to Conclude it, I think, <laughs> because yeah. it's like never-ending story.
2: And no, because yeah. if we start speaking about Django, Hateful Eight, all the, this kind of yeah, stuff, the we will of never Buster
0: Sprax, maybe. Also. Yeah, also from the Cohen Brothers, Rise. which yeah. I really
2: liked it, actually.
0: I haven't finished it. I started watching it, then I needed to go to the shop, and that's.
2: <laughs> 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 so-, so maybe no, next no, time, no, and will, or even in the post. <laughs> you yeah, can make yeah. a postscriptum. Yes, <laughs> P.S. I like it.
1: <laughs> Perfect. So be aware, the listener. Yeah.
2: yeah. So there is the Grint, which we didn't mention, With just breathes. Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, it's so full of it. And yeah, even through we don't have so time. Really and it's impossible. It's too yeah. hot, guys, here. So. No, just discover some of them by yourself and continue to appreciate it. And just for me, my last advice is that in this world, there is two kind of people. The one that watch Western and listen Mushtar FM and the other one. So choose well.
0: Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. What is culture without life? In our cultural program, we will discuss about the power of culture to change the
1: comprehensions and the actions of our lives. Music, cinema, painting, books, photography, poetry, and more and more. If you want to discover more about them, we invite you to join us every Friday from 10 to 12 on Mushtar FM 89.6.